0: What's up, everybody? House of the Dragon TV talk. Okay, so you know how the last couple of minis I've put out there, I've been progressively getting sicker and sicker? Well, good news is that I'm not as sick as I was before. Bad news is I'm still sick. And worse news, yeah, it's it's Omicron. I got got the COVID, y'all. I've been ducking and dodging COVID for the last, like, two years as if, you know, I owed it money or something. But no, no, it finally got me. Ooh, it's been a doozy. Listen, get vaccinated. Get boosted. Don't drag your feet to get boosted like I did. It's not fun. Hey, speaking of not fun, guess who had a really bad time at a wedding last night? <laughs> that dude that uh, was seeing the King Consort guy. Okay, all these new characters, whenever new characters come in, I always struggle with their names. But regardless, let's just like take it back to the beginning of this episode because for a brief moment in time, it seemed like things were going really well. It seems like, you know, it, an arrangement was coming together. Uh, you know, Rennaro was like, Hey, I got to marry this guy for political terms. I understand that it's going to be fine. And then lo and behold, that dude is not necessarily too terribly pleased about the arrangement, but he also understands that it's a, you know, a necessity for the good of their kingdoms and for peace and, and, you know, strength and yada, yada, yada. It's politics. It's all, it's all politics. The politics of marriage that is game of thrones. And so they're both like, yeah, you know what? We got our own things going on. We're going to continue on with our own own things. Like it's all cool. We're going to, you know, we'll, we'll make these we'll make these babies. But beyond that, we're gonna we're gonna go, you know, have our fun. Honestly, it seemed like a great arrangement. It Seemed like everything was come together. And then, you know, then it didn't. Oh, uh, the the guard guy, uh, Sir Kristen. Cole, I want to say, the the, the guy that she uh, hooked up with a couple episodes ago or last episode or whatever it was, you know how I was saying, like, I don't like the situation. The power dynamics are way off scale here. This is not good. Like, this puts him in like a very, very bad position. There's no way he can really say no to her. But at the same time, he's also... You know, bound by all of this stuff. And if anybody finds out, he could lose his head. He's obviously very much aware of this. And then on top of that, we fast forward to this episode, find out he's come to catch feelings. And so, like, now he's like, run away with me. And she's like, oh, no, I am not at that level. That is not where I'm at. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm not in that, like, oh, I just wish someone would whisk me away. She's like, no, I'm making like political moves here. But I mean, we can still keep doing this. And he's like, what? No, because at that point, he's not trying to be like a hookup fling side dude. He wants he wants a life. He wants, you know, he's like, hey, if I'm going to like forsake my vows as a knight and everything, I want to like start a new life and live free and not have to worry about the kind of, you know, oppressive shame that I'm going to have to deal with for, you know, our relationship, even for what we it's been so far. Just shoots him down. Uh, he's very upset. He's very wound up. Obviously, this kind of comes into play where the queen starts questioning him, thinking that he's she's trying to expose Renera for hooking up with her uncle, come to find out that's not the case, that it was actually with him. But this is still, this is still knowledge. This is still something, right? Like she is not pleased about the fact that her dad is leaving, even though she should have seen that this was coming one way or the other. And you get the sense that maybe that's the final straw in all of this for her. Like we, we start to actually see her taking some agency in her life and in her role in life. And I think it was really when her father's like yeah you know what you know they they get married they have kids people aren't going to be happy and like he's just like painting the worst case scenario or at least what he sees is the worst case scenario i mean we could argue that what ends up happening may actually be the real worst case scenario but regardless he kind of plants this narrative in her mind that she has to like you know step up and kind of claim what's hers and if she doesn't if she's not safe her kids are not safe or her household's not safe and so we get this like big faux pas, this big statement in the middle of the you know wedding feast or like the festivities, the kickoff, of the festivities, where she, she rolls in and she is wearing a green dress. Now, this is important for a couple of reasons. They kind of give this in-universe reason. I don't know if that's connected with the books or not, but it's certainly connected here in, in the series that Hightower, her family's hometown, Uh, They light up their high tower with a green light whenever that means they're going to war. So that, aside from the fact that she's stepping all over her husband's speech, is a little bit of like a subtle hint as to what's going on. And she did this in front of like all the lords and and leaders of all the, the different areas and whatnot. And so you know, green is about to be a very interesting color because the Dance of the Dragons takes place between these two dragons, right? Symbolically, you've got the black dragon and you've got the green dragon. And so now we start to see where the battle lines are really about to be drawn. And it seems to be the house of Renera and the house of the queen, who it's terrible. We're several episodes in and at the moment I'm blanking on her name. But y'all COVID, okay? Let me can I blame COVID? I'm gonna blame COVID. So that I can't remember her name for that. Sir Side Dude, uh, he gets really mad, uh, and he beats up the other side dude and like, okay, first of all, all right, red redheaded guy, okay, that's like hooking up with the the prince. What? was his problem or not prince the cousin the guy the son of valerian anyway what was his deal like why was he meddling like don't get me wrong he shouldn't have died for it but i was like dude what are you doing like what what are you doing this is i don't know what's happening but like you don't need to be meddling right now just stay stay <laughs> like what what are you doing uh this kind of sets kristen kristen's already like in this like extreme tense mindset And then, like, it's like, well, Chris, what are you doing? Like, where is? why is this the time and the place for something of this magnitude? And why on earth do you see what he just said? Even if you perceived it as a threat, which I don't know that it was intended to be. But at the same time, if you do perceive that as a threat, this is just... Like not the place to do it. Like even the thread itself that you could pull out of his comment wasn't like I'm about to blow up this party right here. It's not about to be like oh you know too bad the you know bride is <laughs> like no he wasn't about to do that. And so I think he was just so wound up because Kristen thinks he's he's gonna he's gonna die uh, he's going to be held accountable for his actions. The queen already knows. And now it's like his whole world is coming down. He just loses it. He just snaps. We see that, of course, he ends up not taking his own life and that the queen's going to recruit him to be her guard would be my guess. Just, just an assumption. I don't know if there's like going to be a romance there or not. I mean, I, the only reason I kind of paint that is because last time he was a guard, a romance kind of butted. And also he catches feelings real fast. And, uh, so it's like, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think overall, my favorite part of this episode, though, was the conversation that happened between the king and the new hand. Uh, you know, this this notion that, or this question that was asked about, like, is it better to have lived a life of peace and be forgotten, or to live in constant turmoil and have songs sung about you for several years? Uh, you know, that was that's such a great question. Like, like that really rattled in my brain for a couple of hours afterwards. Like I was like lying in bed, still kind of contemplating that question. And I think it's one that is worth, you know, spending some time exploring within this series as we exit from what has been an era of peace in Westeros into what will be one of like the greatest songs, so to speak, uh, in their own history. I think Up until the song of ice and fire, right? Like, so the, the dance of the dragons and the song of ice and fire, these are like these two epic songs that exist within this universe. And this one is about to kick off hard with this dude's death. And so it's, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a fascinating question. And I really liked the contemplation that he was going through as, as he was really wrestling with not only his own mortality, because I mean, obviously he, he knows he's going to die, but really his own legacy. And I think that's, that's fascinating y'all that's about all I've got in me to put out right now. Uh listen, we uh you know, if you haven't heard already, we've got a new show on the horizon that Podster has been producing. Uh if you want to learn more about that, we want you to sign up to learn more at blackflagpod.com. I'll also put out a promo a little bit later uh today if not already. Uh kind of tell you a little bit about it. So uh yeah, check that out and uh until next time, I'll be back in a flash.